powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello! Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much. Please, everyone, sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. This episode is brought to you today by the fine folks at BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash Derek Duvall Show. So before we jump into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Manoj Agarwal. I learned an incredible amount about AI, and I hope you did too. If you have not heard our in-depth interview, I strongly advise you to check it out after the conclusion of this episode. So welcome to episode 191, and we have a great episode lined up for you today. We have on the show Anola Bedard. Now, Anola is a professional dancer, musician, and a social media sensation. With her incredible dance videos, her extraordinary singing voice, she has taken Instagram and TikTok by storm. We discuss how she got into dancing, the difficulties of maintaining a social media presence, her singing career, and so much more. Lots to cover, so let's get Anola out here. Duval Nation, please welcome to the show, calling in today from our home in Los Angeles, California, Enola Bedard. Enola, good evening. Welcome to the Derek Duval Show. How is the weather out by you today? Oh, pretty hot. Today is a hot day. <laughs> so with the pandemic now coming to an end, how was it for you to navigate the COVID-19 world? Um, As of me, it has been life-changing in the best way that I could kind of feel if that makes sense for me dancing or even school kind of stopped so I kind of had to figure it out by my own and then I'm a lot of people were on social media so I kind of started posting all of my dance training that I've been doing since I was 13 Mm -hmm. and a lot of people starting to watch me on social media and from there I just kept going and now I'm like living from my passion which was the goal so that was a really fun time All right. Well, like I said, we're going to go ahead and get really into the into the depths of that. So you're Canadian, correct? Yeah, I'm from uh-huh. Quebec in Canada. Okay, what was it like to grow up in Quebec? It was fun. I mean, I grew up speaking French, so French is my first language. Really? Um, yes. Oh. And I actually really enjoyed um, the snow in the winter because I love skating. I love all the like snow activities, but I don't really like the cold. So I love the snow activities, but I was not a fan of the cold. So that's why not enjoy the weather in Los Angeles. <laughs> all right. So what age did you find that you had a talent for dancing? Actually, when I was in school, when I was super young, I was doing a lot of like musicals. And I always really enjoyed dancing, but I never really tried to perfection it. And when I was 13, I was in high school and I was doing, I was doing soccer, but that was the main sport. And my mom was like, maybe you should try again dancing because she felt that I had a talent and a gift in it. So I kind of trusted her and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sign up to like the beginner class in the closest like dance school that I can find in Quebec. 
Um, it's called Dans Attitude in Quebec. And since the first class, I literally fell in love. And I was like, mom, I think I know what I want to do. And it's kind of cliche, but I just like love dancing so much. And since then, I just kept training in different dance styles uh, to just perfection myself because 13 is kind of late in the dance industry to start dancing. So I felt that I was late, but I didn't really mind. I was like, whatever, at least I found something that I love. So there was no like ballet or anything like that? Um, Yeah, I started first in hip hop and then I learned um, contemporary jazz, ballet, and I started doing acro as well. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when you say you were dancing, you say you did dancing in school. Is it like palm cheerleading or is it just like dance team? We It was like outside of the school and we we're doing dance competitions. Oh, so okay. basically, like in each styles, we would learn like one dance or two dance and we would train that dance for the whole year and then compete against other schools and dance schools and hopefully win first place. That was kind of my world for like a good six, seven years. School has come a long way since I went to school. We didn't have anything like that when I was growing up. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So what came first, Instagram or TikTok? I mean, first, first was Instagram, but I was mainly on Instagram because everyone in high school had Instagram. So I was mainly just posting like two times or three times a year. I don't know. I, I was never really like a creator, mm -hmm. but my main platform that I started posting my dance videos was TikTok. Right on. So you've amassed quite a following on social media. Now, as of this recording, and I looked this up last night, 2 million followers on Instagram. 16.2 million followers on TikTok, 3.8 million on YouTube, which is altogether the total is just over the population of the country of Romania. You wow, know? that is crazy. I, I say that. How does that make you feel? To be honest, it, even today, I still can't realize it. It's not something that I was maybe when I was 13, when I started dancing, that I would say, like today, I would be here, which feels crazy. But every day I'm grateful i feel that was always my goal and i feel that even today I, i'm able to share my passion with the, all of these people so yeah i think the main feeling is grateful really so how much work is social media now like i said I, i've had other people on the show who you know like you have got you know incredible amounts of following and they talk about it's just a 24 7 job but for you you know what is it like i mean is it like you morning noon and night you've got to be on that phone just putting out content yeah, I mean, I try to be very strategic because, you know, we're all human and we all need moments to also relax and not feel that we're working 27. But also it's like it doesn't feel like work because I love what I'm doing. So how I'm going about it is mainly I'm going to have like content days per month, which these content days I'm going to film as much as I can. Um, for example, like I can go in public like once or two, three times a month. And just filming around like 20 videos on Hollywood or like 20 videos in Cinem Cinematica. And then in the meantime, I can work on my other project, like my dance performances or my music and all these things. So it doesn't feel quite chaotic, but I just need to be super strategic, like each month, like how I'm going to go about it to do my content and everything. Right on. So can you walk my listeners now through the planning and process of creating content for your social media accounts? Okay, let, let's get into it. Um, yeah. Basically, the first thing is I'm going to look for trending sounds on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Um, and once I have my list of trending sounds, then I'm going to start looking if there's already a dance to it or if I'm going to choreograph something. 
Um, and then sometimes there's going to be times that there is no trending sound. And when there's no trending sound, I just go back in the 2000 and I pick my favorite song that I love from like Rihanna and Britney and all these things. Um, for content day, I try to do around like five of my original choreography and around like five of trending songs and trending dances. So then I can stay with the, the algorithm and all of these things. And then I can do what I love in choreographing. And once we come to Hollywood or these locations, I have all of this ready. I have my videographer and I have all of my costumes and we just shoot as much as we can. Right on. So what is it like to, you know, I love doing this. Now. I'm going to do the air quotes, go viral. What's it like? I mean, it feels great when you work hard on something. But also sometimes it is unpredictable. Like, for example, I had this video that we were not sure that we're going to film it. But we're like, why not? Let's just try it. It took us literally five seconds of our time mm -hmm. and it hit around 45 million views. And there's other times I'm going to spend weeks and months on a video and no one's going to see it. So I guess it's just, you know, putting out there what you love. And if it does good, it does good. And if it doesn't, it doesn't mean that your video is bad. It's just the algorithm didn't catch it that day. <laughs> Do you wake up in the morning and just actually go through your phone and like look and see like who the comments or do you do you read the comments? Do you look at the likes or anything like that? Or do you do you, do you read what people are writing? Um, my only purpose to do that is to respond to whoever is being like very nice and like appreciate what I do because I feel when I was in their position and I used to like comment or like someone that I love. If they would come in back on my comment, then I it would make my day. So yeah, right on. If, that's pretty much what I try to do. And if sometimes, you know, there's always people that oh, are going to yeah. try to be mean or whatever, but I, I already blocked this from whatever. <laughs> and I yeah. just try to like send positivity. So that's exactly. pretty much what I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So talk about winning the YouTube Streamy Award. I love saying that out loud. Streamy Award. That was, I was so unexpected. First, I was shocked that I was even nominated. For me, when I was a little girl, like having a platform on YouTube was so hard to do. So first, just being invited, and I also presented an award. It felt like such an, a dream day, if that makes sense. And even the I was along one of my favorite dance choreographer, Matt Stefanina, as well, and other dance content creator. That just like being with them nominated felt like an award, basically. And I won on top of that. That I, yeah, it just felt insane. And I'm also nominated this year as well. So we'll see how it's gonna go. But an award was amazing to me. Right on. Now, your services as a choreographer, now you're in high demand. You got Shania Twain, Nicki Minaj, Sean Paul, Jason Derulo, to name a few. Who would you like to collaborate with that you have not got a chance to work with yet? Mm, that is a very good question. I mean, a lot of the time it's like a lot. I mean, one of the main artists that I feel that I'm inspiring to be close as is J-Lo. Um, we have the same background that we were both dancers first and then she became a singer and she went as well in the acting scene. And I feel that I, I really want to do all of these things. So hopefully one day I can create or just meet her or do something. But she's a very big inspiration for me. You ever gone back and watch any of her old videos when she was a dancer before she was famous? Oh, yes, of course. And I watched her whole documentary about like when she started and how she started. And she's so inspiring. Mm. I got to meet her and we're talking back. This is back in 2002 uh, when I was in the Navy and she was the absolute sweetest, nicest lady you could ever want to meet. So, so oh, nice. Wow. So nice. So. All right. So how do you approach a project as a choreographer, you know, when working with, you know, one of these artists? 
Yes, that is a very good question. I mean, Shania Twain was the first artist that I worked for like a big project as a music video and a, like a live performance. So it was really fun. That was my first experience. Um, and the way that I went about it is first, I'm always going to understand what the song means because understanding what the visual needs to be about, like who are we trying to reach in terms of like the audience? Um, and from there, I'm going to try to pick the right dancers that are going to really translate the message that she's trying to tell in the in the song. And then from there, trying to pick the right movement that are going to let the message being told to everyone. And hopefully she's going to like it. And then from there, we can create some visuals, just get creative around it to really make her the main thing. And just a dancer around her just telling what the song is about. Right on. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Enola Bedard. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths. You know, that's right, Clouseau style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated, and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Hello, Duval Nation. Derek Duval here. Mental health is not only a top priority in my life, but it should be in yours too. As a combat military veteran, I have seen what untreated mental health looks like, which is why I've been using a therapist for well over a decade. Seeing a trusted therapist has helped me reconcile life events and other important things I've been witness to since returning home from the service and has changed my life for the better in many ways. Which is why going forward I am pleased to announce that BetterHelp will be sponsoring The Derek DeBall Show. BetterHelp is the world's first therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Show. That's BetterHelp.com slash Derek Show. Hey, it's Michelle Fabre, and you're listening to The Derek Duval Show. You can hear my brand new single, I'm All That I Need, on all streaming platforms right now. This is Benjamin Sledge. 
author of Where Cowards Go to Die. In my award-winning memoir, you'll discover the raw humanity, intricate complexity, and brutal barbarity of those who served in the Iraq and Afghan wars, and the psychological toll it took on modern veterans. You can purchase Where Cowards Go to Die on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere major books are sold. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benjamin C. Sledge. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hey, it's Presley Tennant, and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. You can find my brand new EP, 600 Miles, on all streaming platforms right now. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello, everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 191 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with conclusion of our interview with professional dancer and singer Enola Bedard. All right, so going to switch gears here. Now, this is a fun one. You know, I I only learned this now last night. And this is kind of fun. What was it like to be featured in the game Just Dance 2022? That was, to be honest, I think it was a little girl dream coming true. People need to know that for Christmas, I used to ask my family to buy me each just dance to so I could have like the whole collection and each Christmas I would literally play nonstop. I mean I would still hang out with my family, but the main event was me to play just dance with my family. And once I got the email that they wanted me to be featured in the next just dance, it was like crazy to me. I was like, dang, they really saw all of my videos and they want me to they want me to be included in the just dance. And I also did the Sierra level up dance, which was such a great experience to do because the dance is really hard and full out so I was glad that I was like an extreme level and yeah 
I, I did, my brother bought me for Christmas the Dresden that I was in, and I sometimes play with myself, and it's really cool. <laughs> What's it like to play a, a game with you as yourself? I mean, I always wanted it, to be honest. When I was a little girl, I was like, I wish I could be in the TV. So I think it, I just like a little feeling of being proud. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so you've decided to give a singing career a go. And you are working with Nick Monson. And if I butcher this guy's name, forgive me. Is it Shaz Bashan? Yes, yes. I got, I got it right? Got it. Yes. yes, all right. Uh, both Grammy Platinum winning producers. You know, what inspired you to take a chance on a singing career? Um, Since I was very young, I first started doing acting, singing, and dancing all together in musicals. And once I really started to be more into like the dance scenario, I always had this doubt in my mind of like, what if I just kept going the singing and see where it could lead? So when I moved in LA, I just started this project by my own and I wanted to learn how to sing again. And the main goal was for me to one day being able to choreograph for myself, for my own live performances, and really create this whole thing that I've been doing on TikTok, but just for myself and hopefully one day in front of an audience. But for that, I know the steps that I have to take before, and I'm very glad that I just went for it. Even sometimes I was talking to my family about these things, and they're like, you know, like, do you know what you're getting into? And I was like, yeah, but I just have this to do. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try it out. And now, like, really sing Yes, Please with Chaz and my family were super proud that I just kept going. And I feel that now it's uh, I know it's a lot of work that I have ahead, but I'm, I'm up for it. So I'm very excited. Now, we're going to talk about your new single in a second, but I want to discuss your music. You know, um, are these all original songs that you've written? Are these collaborations? As of now, I just have the Yes, Please out. And the two other songs that I have out are uh, Papa Ute and Desperado. And these ones are like covers on two different artists. Okay, all right. So, which brings us then, I guess, to your crowning moment, which is your very first single, Yes, Please, <laughs> which dropped in June of this year. How yes. much work went into getting this song done? And, and you know, tell us what the song is about. Yeah, of course. I mean, to get a song to a point that I want to release it, there's a lot of like other song written that no one sees. The it's same for dancing. There's so much like that is being written that I'm like, I don't really relate to that or like, I don't want to release that. So there was like, a good like 30 songs that no one's ever gonna see and I'm glad because it's just like working hard but when I found this song I really wanted my first single to be something first that it's gonna be easy for me to translate my dance through my singing and create visuals and a cool music video with it that it would be easier for the public to like see something that they've already seen but the song basically is about female empowerment knowing your worth and just not letting anyone putting you down on a scale that you shouldn't be. And I just wanted to have like a song that women's or men and whoever wants to dance to just feeling confident and powerful. <laughs> what was it like to perform the song live for the first time? It was so cool. I feel that I still today, I, I have this dream. They kind of come faster than I would expect. But I feel that I think it was the point that I was like, am I really going to like this? Like, am I just a dancer? I actually really love singing and dancing together. And I feel I really got my response and I actually really love it. I love creating um, dancers around me, a choreography. And then for me, I can just perform and hit whatever move I want to hit or anything. So I guess it was really like the answer that I was like, I really want to do this. So now I'm just going to keep working hard for it. Which leads me to my next question. And this is one that I've been wanting to ask you. And how much fun was the video for Yes, Please to shoot? It was so fun, but also stressful because it is my first. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person that I put a lot of pressure on myself because 
I'm not saying like my only competition is myself and I always want to level up each time. And now since this one was my first music video, I, I was like, I really have to like go for it. So even as the costumes, I picked everything myself. I picked all the dancers. I choreographed everything myself. I picked the locations. So I just put a lot on my shoulders. But looking back at it, I'm super proud that I can say that I just like did everything. My vision was literally the music video and I just did it. But once I had like all of the, you know, part of the creation away, I could just enjoy filming the music video, which was amazing. Who directed it? His name is Justin Marmo. And he's funny story is actually the director that filmed the Shania Twain video that I choreographed. So that's how we know each other. Oh, right on, right on. All right. So moving on, Pierre de Goubertin said the most important thing in life is not the triumph, but the struggle. You get now you're young. So this question is going to be a little interesting for you, but you get a chance to talk to your younger self. What do you say to her? I would say that keep the same mindset that you have and just be patient and just keep doing and don't quit. I always have this mindset of like, keep working and keep going forward. But I would say a lot of the time, like I would like get defeated if like I would get no's and I was like, why am I doing this? But there's always a reason for everything. So just keep going forward. (laughs) So what's next for Nola? What's next? Um, Till the end of the year, my goal is to write a lot as much as I can. And to kind of create a sort of like album, see where it's going to lead. But next year, I really want to perform and create some shows and hopefully create like a small little tour. But that would definitely be the goal. All right. As we enter the final phase of the interview, I always like to ask one fun question. Enola, what do you like to do for fun? You know, how do you like to relax? Do you even relax with your busy schedule and social media? That is a good question. But my type of relaxing is for sure first disconnecting from my phone. I'm someone that relaxing means connecting with nature, connecting with myself and my mind. So I love hiking. I love working out. Sometimes people are going to feel this is not relaxing and all that. But for me, it is. I love just connecting with nature and just listen to the birds and the wind. (laughs) It seems crazy, but that's fun. (laughs) Nice. All right. So what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Of course. I mean, they can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and I have the same name in Nola Bedard. Um, and I'm posting a bunch of dance videos, photos and everything. So. <laughs> All right. I am my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of Earth? Ooh, that is a good question. I would say anything you have in mind that you want to do because your heart tells you that's what you want to do, just do it and don't overthink. That's what I would say. (laughs) All right. Enola, I know your star has only begun to shine and I want to wish you all the best for a successful career. Congratulations on the new single and thanks for coming on the show today. You did fantastic. Thank you for having me. I had such a great time chatting with you. And just like that, Deval Nation, we come to the end of episode 191. I want to thank Enola for taking the time to come on the show. What a sweet lady. And I see huge things happening for her in her future. So keep an eye on her, Duval Nation. I mean it. Big things in her future. I also want to throw a huge shout out to Harriet Duncan for making this interview possible. Cheers again, Harriet. Okay, tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. 
Also, I think it's fair to ask you, the listener, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have. So please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up today for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there with everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added ourselves. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner at the left that says merch. Click that, and you will be taken to our store on Tee Public. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say each and every one of you listening, remember to spay and neuter your pets. Animal shelters all over the United States are at peak capacity, and poor animals are being euthanized due to the fault of terrible pet ownership. So don't be making poor excuses. Get your pets fixed. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.